This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! I got my chip chip I got my chip chip I got my chip chip I got, I got chip, chip, roo. Oh, I messed that up, but that that's okay. That was delightful. Yeah. That was I love that song. Don't you Me love too. that song? Just like music that makes you feel good. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Bob's Credits. This is a fun episode. It is a fun episode. It's probably one of the most popular episodes, I'd say. I, I feel like... I'm not on the internets as much as you are, but I feel like there's probably just like an underground fan group for this particular episode. I feel like I've read like through like a lot of like rankings, like best bot. This is always on the list. We're of talking best about bobs. the questronaut yes. episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but before we get into that, we have a game uh, to play. Bob pun or Max pun. Let's go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Your first pun is the my heart will go prawn burger. <laughs> you. Yes. Max really likes shrimp. Oh, I fucking love shrimp. <laughs> Did you write that after we got back from the seafood store today? No. Okay. We got we got shrimp today. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Skylar's like, do you want half a pound or pound of shrimp? Pound. <laughs> How dare you insult me? Your next pun is, frankly, my dear, I don't give a yam burger. Oh, I love this. Bob. Max. I love it. Mm-hmm. Your next pun is, at first I was afraid I was petrified egg burger. Please be you. It is me. I was obsessed with that song when I was like 13. And really? Like, yeah. It's an interesting song to be obsessed with. I guess it's I had timeless. a dance to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know. Of course you did. We all did. Yeah. Um, your last pun is, the smells like bean spirit burger. I love this one too. Bob? Yes. It, you, you got almost got all of those? Almost got all of almost them. Almost. Yeah. 75%. Should we get into the episode? Yep. Okay. Skylar, even though you told us it, can we have the title? And followed by the synopsis, please. The For, title. Uh, let's see here. Sorry. Season 4, episode 17. 
Absolutely. The title is The Equestronauts. Tina goes to Equestricon, which turns out not to be for kids at all. It's just a bunch of grown men galloping around in horse costumes. There, she gets her beloved rare edition chariot doll swindled from her from Bronconius. There's only one way to get it back. Bob must learn everything there is to know about the equestronauts, dress up in a horse costume, and infiltrate these equesticles. Can I get a, an applause for that? There were so many words that were so hard to say. And <laughs> yes, the, all the equest stuff is very difficult. Yeah, it's hard for me. So um, you have my applause. And I, I like to assume that people are clapping right now at home. If they're driving. Or just, wherever they are. Yeah, okay. just lift your hands off the steering wheel. Give a little clap, clap. Um, this episode came out on March 13th, 2014. It was written by Dan Mintz and directed by Tyree Dillahay. If that name Dan Mintz sounds familiar, it's because he provides the voice for Tina Belcher. <gasps> Tina. Um, little fun fact for you to jump into that based on this writing. This is the first episode to be written by a cast member. Uh, eventually H. That. John Benjamin, who plays, you know, does the voice of Bob. Uh, he co-wrote three, he co-writes three episodes moving forward. Amazing. I think. Yeah. I always wonder with when actors write episodes, because it's very common, um, do they have to like go and be in the writer's room or do they just get assigned it and get to do it by themselves? Like if they're not typically like in the writing room, because yeah. like, a lot of times I feel like... Like the ar- office was in and the, out, yeah, in and out. around this to the time of when Bob started, maybe maybe uh, writers started like being performers as well or performers or writers as well but this feels like there's a writing a writer's room and then there's the voice talent yeah i don't think he's typically on the writing staff but i don't know i don't know if there's just like that sounds like a sweet gig to be like i'm not gonna come to your nine to five day job just send over the outline and i'll write the episode yeah i don't know what the process is if you're not like on the typical writing staff and yeah. you're in the cast and you know, do you go in for that week and kind of like brainstorm mm-hmm. or do you just kind of get sense? This is your episode. This is, you know, what we discuss. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Um, Dan Mintz, if you want to come on the show and tell us. We'd love to know. Yeah. Or just anywhere, any of the writers mm-hmm. or any of the cast. Mm-hmm. Come talk with us or the crew. I don't care. Anyone. I'll talk to anyone. It, look, I don't even care who it is. <laughs> you literally will a, talk to no one. That's true. Good point. <laughs> but on the podcast, I might. I'm, I'm a different person. Oh my God, we got stopped on a walk the other day and someone started chatting with us. I'm not having it. No. no. Okay. Anyway. How do you feel about this episode? As as we mentioned, it's probably one of the more popular episodes. Yeah. It's more, it's one of the more standout episodes, I'd yes. say, from our first viewing. It's yes. not my favorite, but I, you remember it. You don't forget, like, Bob in that horse costume you is, never... like, iconic. Uh, that's exactly how I feel too. So even just our first watch through of the whole series, this one will stand out in your head. I um, It's not like necessarily my absolute favorite, but I love Bob in that costume. I love moments where he goes above and beyond for Tina, which we've discussed. He goes above and beyond for her. More than any other. Yeah. Which is really sweet. Yeah. It's like first child syndrome. Yeah. And then I love, I love the father daughter, her like teaching him this world a lot. And I love the like, the kids pretending they're like spies and stuff. Like Jean's like, take a cyanide pill. I love that. So, um, but I'm not a hyper fan. Yeah. Of it. Um, and to, to go back on like the Tina Bob 
I think it has to do with uh, Louise is so sure of herself, and mm-hmm. Jean is too. Jean's Jean's like loves himself. Mm-hmm. He loves his body. He loves you know. He thinks he's yeah. super talented. Yeah. And Tina is a little awkward and uncomfortable, and is kind of in that yeah. phase. Um, and that has to do. I think that has to do with their ages too. 100%. Like you're definitely at eight, nine years old, ten. You're a lot more confident than when you start going through puberty and yep. experiencing being a teenager. The Tammies of the world. So I, th- I think that's kind of where Bob has a softer spot for Tina over oh, the other two. It's the best. He would go to bat for any of them, but just like, yeah. especially for Tina, he's he's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Protective? Yes. That's what I was looking yeah. for. That's why you're here. You always know how to find the word right. you're looking for. There you go. You're what, <laughs> I set you up there. Um, Okay, let's get through some of the fun facts here. But one of the other more memorable things from this is Bronconius, I'd have to say. I hate him. Yes, he's... he's, I love... Sorry to interrupt you. I love his design because the pink and black costume, they just make me angry at him. There's something about him... like that you don't know his real name. You don't know what he looks like outside of that horse costume. He's just awful. He's such a scumbag. This this gives me an idea over on Patreon. Uh-huh. Um, we should do like uh, the best Bob's villains or the worst yes. Bob's villains or something like that. Who's the go, meanest of them all. Yeah. He might be em. up there. Definitely. He's uh, horrible. And I do also have to say just because as we're talking about Bob and Tina's love, my love for Tina is coming out and watching a grown man mess Tina around like that. Ooh, I get my mama bear on for sure. Oh, it's not cool at all. And um, he's voiced by Paul F. Tompkins, who is in everything. He's one of those comedians in that world. Um, And he's the perfect voice for that character. Mm -hmm. These men, these equesticals Mm -hmm. are based on real life men it's typically men, I think, or uh-huh. adults who are obsessed with My Little Pony. Oh, I and didn't know tr- that. Yeah, they're called bronies. And really? They, yeah, yeah, there's a whole community. Okay. And they dress up and they go to these conventions and they just like, yeah. So that's what I, that's where I guess the idea comes from for this whole world. I mean, that's definitely where the uh, Is it, equestronauts come from. It's, it's super My Little Pony. It's definitely these, like, based on it. Yeah. They do set... Um, at the beginning of the episode, they do like we see the little start of the cartoon and it it is pitch perfect. Like the formula of the horses and the name, it's just like pitch perfect to any other cartoon like this. Totally. It's such a like typical like it's 80s Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. So here's some, some more fun facts for you. Uh, a bunch of the show's crew members are drawn as equesticals at the convention in the background. I love that. Yeah, right? Wouldn't it be fun to be on the crew and then have a little drawing of you as uh, one of these? uh, You're like, look, honey, that's me in a horse costume. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, thumbs up to Linda for making that horse costume for Bob. It's really good. And it was done in like half a day, if that. I know they make fun of him because it's not professional, but wow. It's amazing. Well done, Linda. Yeah. By the way, I know you can get those figures of Bob as, <laughs> as was it Bob 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 Sof- what is his name? Bob Cephala? Something know. like that? Yeah. I know the Bob's fans are going nuts on me right now. I just am not good at names. There's a lot of hard things to pronounce in this episode. I could probably tell you every episode 
that Louise wears a raincoat, but I can't remember basic names. It's okay. The other horses' names, the horses, the other equesticles in the group of mm-hmm. Laconius are Sun Puddle. Remember that. Horseplay. Mm-hmm. And fabulous. Pon- Pony Danza. Okay, those are all fabulous, and I have to say, I found his friends very endearing. They were very, th- those were nice adult men. <laughs> yes. You know? And they get the message yeah. at the end. I found the ending very satisfying. Tina being the hero and saying, this isn't what the questronauts are about. Oh, my God. When he when he suckles on the Tina's no. toy to, I, get, mm. to try and get youth from it. Oh, I just, oh, bronconius. Uh, Bron, don't, yes. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, I'm regretting that. Oh, don't ever regret it. Would Linda? Would Jean? No. Right. At the after party in the Mm -hmm. hotel room, a singer is singing in the background, and apparently they're singing a slowed down version of the Equestronauts theme song, which we'll hear (laughs) in the end credits when we get to that. Oh my gosh, amazing. Mm -hmm. I didn't catch that in the end credits. Yeah. Um, And speaking of the after party, we love talking about how well this show does with continuity mm-hmm. over the course of the series mm-hmm. you know our favorite one is the uh ice cream machine having the shark teeth mm-hmm. dented into it well bob gets a tattoo in this episode mm-hmm. it's an incomplete tattoo i've been wondering about this and it appears in all future episodes whenever that area of his body is shown naked <gasps> so we'll have to keep an eye out moving forward i as was we're going literally episodes. wondering that because i know they're good at the mm-hmm. at that so it's there we'll just keep an eye out and hopefully okay, that on, is love yeah that is fatherly love i agree i would be pissed i would be so pissed if you got a little tattoo yeah would you complete it or do you thing. want an incomplete tattoo at that point it's pretty small mm-hmm. so i feel like cover-ups never if if you didn't want a tattoo to begin with i would probably leave it and the truth is i'd probably get it lasered off yeah, but it's, it's small a good enough. it's a good cocktail story. That's true. I mean, maybe Bob keeps it. He's like, this is I did this for my daughter. This yeah. was me, you know. I mean, and then it's I a great story. I would have tattooed my entire back for Tina. Oh, right. Yeah, love you, Bob. That's all I've got. Do we want to get into these end credits? Let's do it. So the last moment before the end credits, which we'll play, is Tina's in her room. She's decided that she's um grown out of playing with a chariot doll after everything that Bob has gone through. And Bob is not thrilled that she's packing up chariot. Nope. Tina, play with the doll. Play with the doll, Tina. Come on, do it. Play with it. Make it jump. She doesn't. I know it doesn't jump. You know how I know that? Because I read 1,200 pages of a question not crap. Keep playing with it. Okay. Good night. Good night. A bond of friendship greater than any force in the universe. Tell me what happens after Bob storms out of Tina's room and makes Ooh. her play with her chariot doll, and she's unenthusiastically doing so. That's amazing. Oh, before we get into the credits, I just have to say I give Linda Mom of the Year because I guarantee you, wherever that hotel was, was not close to their house, and she drove back and forth to that place like 17 million times. True. Okay. Props to mom. Okay, so we have the classic kitchen setup, and um, except Bob is in his horse costume, which is fabulous because we get to see it from the back, so the mane and the tail. And Louise is there, but Tina's not. 
I'll let you take that in a moment. But we also see the lyrics of this song on the bottom of the screen in rainbow colors. And it's like one of those sing-along songs. So Chariot the Pony is hopping on each word, like karaoke style, like as you should sing it. Yeah. And we hear Tina singing in the song. We sure do. And um, the lyrics that we heard were, A bond of friendship greater than any force in the universe. And what do we see Tina doing? So Tina is on now on the other side of the service window out in the restaurant, kind of in the behind the counter, and she is playing with her um, chariot doll, kind of like just like running her doll on the counter, kind of just holding her doll, her horse in the air like mm-hmm. it's like flying around. A bond of friendship greater than any force in the universe. Okay, so they Aww, repeat. Teddy. Yeah, they repeat a bond of friendship greater than any force in the universe. Um, and we hear Teddy singing along, and we hear, I guess, some of the other cast members coming in. Yeah, there's like there's a, a really high, high one. voice. Yeah. Um, Tina's also like pumping her arm to the song. Oh, that's right. So one yeah. hand is playing with Chariot, and the other one is pumping her. Yeah, pumping in the air. Yeah. So this is clearly playing in the restaurant, I'd assume. Mm hmm. And Bob and Louise are just going as normal. Bob just happens to be in his yep. horse costume. Mm-hmm. Midian Pegasus, flying in clouds so high. Hey, holy chariot, come to my place tonight. Okay. Okay, so I hear Louise and I hear Linda. And sing- Tina. Yeah. I don't hear Gene in there, but I assume he's in there. Maybe he's. Maybe he made the music. Yeah. Um, oh, he didn't make the music. The show did. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we we Linda makes her appearance in the window, grabs the burger to go search. She's just doing her normal stuff, and Tina's going back and forth, mm-hmm. kind of like last week's episode. It's exactly. It's just Tina's back there instead of Teddy yeah. and his little uh, uh, girlfriend. girlfriend. Those lyrics were Minnie and Pegasus flying in clouds so high, headhorn and chariot come to my place tonight. <laughs> and then we're gonna get to the chorus, the okay. question outs chorus here. And Tina's making her way back through the window now. Come to my place tonight. Equestronauts, we're brothers forever. Equestronauts, they're bonded together. Bonded together. Equestronauts. Equestronauts. Okay, I heard Gene in there during that last thing. So it's the family and Teddy. Yeah. So the chorus is: Equestronauts, we're brothers forever. Equestronauts, we're bonded together. Bonded together, equestronauts, equestronauts. I'm getting better at saying it because of this song. Yeah. I just like got the feels for a second. It's so it's okay, we'll get we'll get into that. Let me just finish what happened. It's okay. just just Tina's going back and forth, still pumping her fist, still playing with Chariot, and then Gene comes in in his bird costume and walks across the screen like normal. So everyone's normal except for Tina. In yeah. This. But I love that they're all joining in and singing the song. I love that they Me decided too. to like do the cast, the like the family mm-hmm. singing it rather mm-hmm. than like the actual question Not's theme song. Yes. What it reminds me of, I am an only child, so I don't have a bunch of siblings, but I can imagine when you have an older sister who has an obsession, whether you hate it or love it, everybody knows the words, everybody knows the lyrics, and it becomes this like family thing. So I just got like, I just got big family vibes. I, as a younger brother who has an mm. older sister about four years older and grew up in the 80s, mm-hmm. probably where these cartoons were at their peak, uh-huh. I'd say, 
um, yeah, I can I can verify that even stuff that I was maybe not into, but my sister was into. I knew all the words to. I would you know sing them because I you know you had to watch them. Yeah, with your your older sibling. Yeah, and like the Belchers in twenty years from now will be like, oh my god, do you remember Tina's equestronaut phase? And then they'll have to go through the whole episode again because mm-hmm. that's not a story you forget. But I love them all singing and it's not perfect singing. Like Louise kind of falls behind a little bit from what I heard. It just feels it feels very organic to the family. And then Linda holds out one of those tonight because she's doing her Linda thing. Of course. By the way, this episode was our last <laughs> of horse. Uh, first last week's episode. We're going Linda singing head to head. Linda's Linda's singing too much, and this is perfect. Yep. Linda's singing last time. Ugh. Well, you brought up such a good point because I noticed it too. These are almost the exact same credits as last week, except um, it's Tina who's going back and forth. Yeah, that's what I said. I know you said that. I'm repeating <laughs> it. Yeah. And but those scored our lowest, and and this is just the tone is better. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the episode's better, which I think does play into how much we love the credits. Do you have a highlight or a low light? For some reason, I like I like Tina jumping. Like, I don't know if she's, like, pretending to be a horse and, like, jumping over jumps or something, but she's, like, jumping as Doing- she plays. <laughs> it's, like, really funny to me. It's I don't know why. Super cute. I oh. just love the song. and I love the family all singing it together. It reminds me when they all sing the Boys For Now song. Yes, that's so cute. I also think Tina is a little, she's on the border of maybe being too old. And that's super endearing to me. She's just being her unapologetically. Yeah. Well, this is probably after Bob yelled at her to play with it too. Yeah. So maybe she's showing. But she was into being it. being a little showy, yeah. No, she's genuinely into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you just love Bob standing there with his bushy tail? I, I love it. I think it's great. And that's why it's such an iconic image from the show. Yes. It really is. Yeah. I know, like I said, you can buy the figure. I forgot which company did it. Um, Our friend Paul uh, at Paul Makes, P-O-L-M-A-K-E-S, who makes the incredible Bob figurines. He made one of these that's incredible. I don't know who bought it, but Mm -hmm. um, so good. You can see it on his his Etsy or on his Instagram. Yeah. it's it's so classic. It's just you just know exactly what it's from and yes. what episode it's from. Iconic. Mm-hmm. So, what's your theory on why Bob is? I'll pitch you something. Maybe do we think Bob is still in his costume because they have to after this crazy day they need to make some dinner or they have to serve dinner? Like they have to serve. I, I feel like what we said is like they've got to get home to like they've got a restaurant to run. Yeah, you so can't. Bob doesn't. Yeah, Bob doesn't have time to. He's like, oh shoot, we've got customers. We've got to get. We're gonna. This is how we make money. This is our living. We're spending so much time doing all this other stuff. We gotta get home and cook. I feel like that's the case. But then Linda's like, Bob, maybe just keep it on a little longer. Well, that would be on private time, though. He can always. She's always saying shit like think- that in front of everyone. <laughs> or she's like, I spent all day making that. You're gonna stay in that. Oh, my handsome horse, man. <laughs> Nay. Nay. <laughs> I want to run my hands through your mane. 
Should we score them? Yeah. Okay. We score on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's uh. Um, I'll go first this time. Yeah. I will give these a solid nine H's. Wow. I like the song a lot. Uh huh. I like Bob and his horse costume a lot. And I like just the family singing the song. It puts me in a good mood. It's feel good mm-hmm. after they battled this awful, disgusting human male. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, it's just, uh, they're just really good end credits. I also like the pony going up on its hind legs when it gets to the end of a word. Oh, yeah. Did I say that the bouncing dot on the word is, act, is chariot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cute, too. Um, I'll match your nine. Okay. Great. My That's favorite it. part is the family feel feels. It's good. I just I love hearing them sing together. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Thank you everyone for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Bob's Credits. Go check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. Uh we're gonna do that villain episode, but there's lots of other stuff up there for you. So here's the situation with Patreon. We are giving two bonus episodes every month. They're we do like different characters. We It's all different little inside Bob stuff. Um, so go subscribe and you'll get two extra episodes a month. Uh, that was beautifully said. Oh. You're really, you're really good at that. Anything else you want to tell everyone before we get out of here? Stay equestronauty. I like that. Uh, so you okay. got really good at saying it too. Yeah. Oh, it could be like equestronauty. Oh, I like that. That's even <laughs> That's Lyndon in Bob's yeah. bedroom oh, time. Little, oh, you're making me feel a questionati, Bob. <laughs> it also sounds like a secret society, like the Illuminati. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.